Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. I'm Dale Luganbill. Thank you very much for joining. On today's episode, I have the guy that smashed, not just broke, smashed the classic bass one-day record pretty much demoralized everybody else in the league. Um, just put up epic numbers on Pelican Lake in Orr, Minnesota. 97 fish for 247 pounds, uh, well over 100 pounds between him and second place. I mean, just complete domination of that event. And I knew, like, that... I knew that event was going to set a record. I knew that lake had the potential, and uh, it didn't disappoint. So I had to reach out to I had to reach out to Adam and see if he'd be on the show, and thankfully he agreed. And so I got to talk to him for a little bit. It's kind of a short one, but it's uh, I'll take any time I can get. He was prepping his rods and getting ready for the championship on Malak, so he had a, a few other things on his mind. But with that said, it was pretty good, pretty good conversation. I think you're gonna like it. Um, yeah, dude. Oh, would have loved to fish that event, but it is what it is. Anyways, let's get to it. You're gonna enjoy this one. This is Adam Rasmussen on the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. <laughs> Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. Calm down a little bit. Um, a little bit. Trying to got some lax for the championship. I get one day of practice. I'm just trying to get my stuff ready for that. One so day. I haven't really had time to think about it. Is that on Malax? Yeah. One day. You get one day to practice for Malax. Yep. That's crazy. Is that like, is that everybody or is that with just you? Because I saw you were in Canada. No, it's everybody. Oh, okay. Well, it was open earlier, but I wasn't sure if I was making a championship or not. And I ended up winning, so. <laughs> so that helps. I, I didn't make it over here in August to do anything, but. Right. I, I like fishing smallmouth. It shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, I see uh, you're from the Sturgeon Bay area. Yep. All right. Well, that kind of led me into a question. So I, I thought that uh, Classic Pass was kind of a Minnesota league. Is that not the case? They kind of get all over? 
Uh, it is just Minnesota. Oh, so how does a guy from Sturgeon Bay end up fishing in a Minnesota league? <laughs> Seems like a long drive. It is. Um, I've known Scott Bonima that runs Classic Bass for quite a few years, and when he started this, I thought it was a cool deal and got an invite to start fishing them, and I think I've been doing them for three years now. So Sweet. it's just... Uh, I kind of more or less did them to better me at my time management. Okay. So you only have so much time and can't waste time when you have two four-hour periods. Right. Well, we should probably um, explain classic bass to people that might not be familiar. A lot of people think that the, you know, bass fishing tournaments, your standard big five, throw them in a live well. Go back to the way in, you know, the the classic version. Um, even though, especially if when, with the name Classic Bass, it's really not classic. It's kind of the new way that, I don't know, everybody's going to, it seems. Kind of this instant way release thing. Yeah, it's um, definitely with all the tournaments and pressure on lakes and stuff, you know, it's a thing of the future. You're starting to see more and more of the catch weight release style tournaments. Um, and it's a total different mindset than fishing a five fish deal. It takes a little getting used to a lot of it's uh, just trying to get bites all right. day long. You know, that's what I did in this last one. Five pound fish didn't mean anything to me just as long as I was getting bites. Right. You know, quickly well, throughout the day. Does it ever come into play depending on the water you're at? It's like, do I want to go for a bunch of two pounders or I know where I can get, you know, 10 fives kind of a thing. Does that enter your strategy at all? Or just, are you just, let's just go catch as many as possible. It can on some lakes. Um, I definitely think like here that'll come into play. Um, I fished it championship for this two years ago and we were up on I forget the name of the lake it's just north of Mille Lacs um, Bay Bay Lake yep. okay. and that one actually I tried finding you know a mother load of small fish couldn't do it and I was just catching nice ones flipping milfoil and I ran with it and I think I ended up third in that one and I lost the tournament by two and a half pounds. So. Oh man, one more. Yeah. One more. It definitely on the lakes that obviously whatever happened last week, everything aligned in the sky and caught two hundred and forty seven pounds of bass. But you know, most of these tournaments are like eighty to hundred and twenty. Right. So you can go and catch just big ones you know, and still pull it off. Right. Well, I had a feeling that that lake was going to show out. At least I was kind of hoping. So I, I did some time growing up up there in the 80s, and then uh, we've been going back ever since just for, you know, fishing vacations and whatever. Uh, I know the lake very well. And I knew, like, I'd been talking. So before this, I'd, I'd, I'd mentioned it a couple times, you know, when the MLF style first got going, this instant, you know, weigh, release, tally everything, you know, total weight, total fish, not the big five. And we'd be sitting back at the lodge and, you know, just talking about how the day went. And I was like, man, I wonder what it'd be like an MLF out here. And we just kind of started adding up the math. And I was like, holy crap, we've got a lot of fish today. Like, mm -hmm. like I don't think 300 pounds is out of the question if you hit the right day. You know, of course, that's if you don't have to share the water with 50 other boats, you know. Right. How did that um, play into it on Pelican? A 50 boat seems to be a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty big lake. I believe it's the 13th largest lake in Minnesota, but it's 50 boats is, I feel like it would crowd that lake a little bit. Yeah, it, uh, I think it's almost 6,000 acres. It's a big lake, but when you look at, from what the eye can see, 
you know, and a lot of guys fishing shoreline stuff, and it gets really small really fast. Yeah. You know, that's where I I saw that right away the first day I was there. And, I like, there's enough rock islands in this thing that there's got to be some rock offshore, you know, whole lake's weak. So that's where I put my time in just um, instead of fishing. I drove for four days and uh, found a lot of offshore spots, you know, small isolated rock piles that I figured other guys wouldn't find. Sure. And I picked the two that were close together that I caught a couple of my biggest fish on, and that's where I started, and I was actually able to pretty much spend the whole tournament there. I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty good about, you know, your picture is not showing too much of the background. But like I said, I know that lake pretty good. I'm pretty sure I knew where you were. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not surprised you caught him there. Right. That's one of those things, like, I never really thought about, you know, some of these bigger tournaments. And that was one I was like, God dang, I really wish I was in this one. I feel like I would have had a chance. Now, I probably just as well could have got my ass handed to me which would have been embarrassing <laughs> i wouldn't have been able to show myself to the family get-togethers anymore <laughs> if, if i didn't show out but uh man i sure sure think i could have done something up there i can't i'd be lying if i said that wasn't rolling through my head a little bit right it, it's a it's a it's a pretty amazing place people are probably tired of me talking about it especially the people that are like the fish and are probably like would you shut up <laughs> but I think the secret's out now. You know, yeah, it's, I, I pretty much blew it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've been saying it, but nobody listens to me anyways. What was interesting to me is, like, um, like I knew the lake had the potential for that. You know, 247 pounds, that's just – that's so impressive. But the distance between you and second place is just – that's uncanny. I mean, that that's like, I'm surprised that some of the other, like it wasn't a tighter race, to be honest with you. Um, right. Because I just know what that lake is capable of producing. And there are more in those two rock piles on that lake. There's quite a few little offshore rock piles, if you know where to look. Uh, and, there's uh, a whole bunch of them. Oh, yeah. So I was surprised. Like when I was, when the, when those first started going and I, you know, I saw you were off to the races like right away i was like out oh, there there goes pelican pelican's showing out it's doing its thing and then i started looking down the list and i was like i mean and I don't, I don't mean to throw shade on anybody and if you fish this tournament please take what i say with a grain of salt i'm not i'm not harping on you at all but when i look at the end of the first period and there were some guys that had only caught two fish i was like what 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 are you doing because <laughs> i don't know that i've ever had that tough a day up there you know what I mean? Like it's right. that that's what was blowing me away is that like the greater part of the field like how how there was such a disparity between you and most everybody else. Like that's right. what was crazy. It's not it's not like they weren't biting, right? I mean they they're clearly they were eating that day. Yeah, it's, I see that on a lot of lakes where I've been at the bottom end of that too, where it's like, I was just kind of cracking them and I can't get a bite. It's oh, I've been, oh, trust me, I've been there. And it, it's, and that's when I'm on a lake and I'm not getting bit, or I think it's a lot slower than it should be, that's just what's eating me up inside in the back of my mind is this, like, I know somebody's on them. I know somebody's on them. I'm not, I can't just sit here and hope, you know, like, oh, it's going to be tough for everybody. Maybe I have a chance. It's like, no, you know, somebody's figuring it out. You know, right. somebody's figuring it out. And that pretty much always does happen when you go to weigh-in. But, I mean, did you, like, how often were you checking the the scoreboard? Like, did you know you were way ahead, like, right away? Or were you thinking everybody else was cracking them, too? Uh, really, for the first 45 minutes, I didn't have time to think about it. So <laughs> That's a bad, that's a nice problem to have. <laughs> I just kept catching them, and then... Uh, yeah, and I had I had my boat official check and seen how far ahead I was, but at the same time, 
what I was doing, anybody else could have stumbled on and my stuff could have dried up. So Right, right. And I and I kinda was talking to a buddy of mine about that while you guys were on the, the break in between periods. I was like, you know, he's like way ahead right now, but you know, things could easily turn in an hour and, and like I said, that, that lake's got enough spots on it that the person stumbles on the right reef and boy you could just you could just load them up. Right. And so you were just kind of rotating between basically the two rock piles? You weren't like running and gunning all over the lake? No, I uh, pretty much fished two spots. You know, in the first period I went and um, I checked some other stuff during the last hour on my way in. Just in case I was going to need to, you never know. I mean, somebody pulls up on your spot in the second right. trip and I got to go fish something else. So I, I was far enough ahead that I felt like I should just take a little time and scope out some other stuff in case I needed it. Sure. And uh, I listened to your interview there. It sounded like uh, Ned Rig and Chatterbait was kind of what you were throwing that day. Yeah, that was that was it. Two rods. Did you try anything else, or that was just working right out of the gate, so you just stuck with it? It was working uh, in the morning when they're aggressive. You know, they're eating the chatterbait pretty good. And then, you know, after that first hour and a half, it kind of slowed up a little bit, so that's when I went to the Ned Rig and locked that in my hand for a while. And and their bite not good enough that, I mean, I was getting a bite on almost literally every cast. <laughs> uh, your, your boat marshal must have kind of hated you. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a busy kid. <laughs> never, had, never had to work that long. And you, who did you, did you have, was it uh, Bartuzic? Uh, my marshal was, uh name was Nolan. Oh, okay. They actually used a bunch of the student anglers to be boat marshals. Gotcha. Bartusik was in the boat running the camera. Oh, he was running the camera. Okay, I thought I, I thought I saw he made a post that he that he witnessed it or something. So I thought maybe he was the marshal. That's crazy. So is there must be some good. Is there some good video of it that's going to come out eventually? Yeah, uh, they should have it. I would think in the next day or so. Here they'll have the uh, the classic bass video of the whole tournament. And that should be out on Facebook and. I know they'll have it done. So they'll have it done before a meeting tomorrow at the championship. So. Oh, that's gonna be great. Uh, I'll be looking forward. Look forward to that one. How does that classic bass set up? Is this something like you got to sign up for the whole season, or can you just get into the events that you can get into? What's the structure on that league? You have to sign up for the whole season. Okay. Um, this they had three. You only so the way the point system works. You only have to fish. It's your best two tournaments. Okay. So if you only want to fish two of them, you still got to pay for three. Um, but you can make it to the championship by fishing two. And then obviously if you win one, you get an automatic berth as well. Okay. So there's only three events in the regular season. Yep. Okay. And then and then, then just the championship? Oh, kind of a one, one and done kind of a thing? And it's on the last. Right. Holy smokes. What were the other two lakes that you fished this year? Uh, we fished Tonka and the Whitefish Chain. Okay. All right. And some experience on Whitefish. I, man, I never fished Tonka. It's more because I just don't like driving through the Twin Cities <laughs> yeah. with the boat. Yeah. <laughs> that part sucks. I could see how Tonka could be fun. I just, both those tournaments, I just, wasn't on my game. Well, I, I guide full time too, and I've got a couple salmon boats running in Sturgeon Bay, and I'm always on the phone and booking trips. Oh, I bet. I'm sure that stuff was gone, and so I got when I got to uh, Pelican, and my guiding season's pretty much done because I'm on the road for the next two months now. So, okay, it was nice to actually be able to relax a little and concentrate on what i was doing where the other two i just i felt rushed and then i'm ahead in the game the whole time so how many days of practice did you have for pelican um i fished three and a half okay and you said you're just tooling around checking out spots huh just getting yep. to know the lake i mean there is a lot of water to break down it's kind of deceptive but 
It, it, yeah, it did did a lot of driving. It seems to be, in my experience, what with Pelican is if you stumble upon a pattern, it it's very repeatable. If you can now, you can start you know chunking down that lake. Um, it's it's very it's a very patternable lake. You know, if you know mm-hmm. what's producing, then you know what to go look for in the rest of the lake, and and it usually usually pans out. Mm-hmm. So how's um when I was unaware that you had a a salmon charter out there, so that was uh, let people know about that. What's the name of it? How can they get a hold of you? Sorry, I was just tying the FG knot oh. there. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one does take a little bit of concentration. I was saying I was unaware of that uh, that you did a salmon charter at the same time. That's somewhat impressive to be a, a salmon charter and then also a tournament bass angler. So uh, let people know where they can find you with that and how how'd that season go for you. Uh, good. Yeah. So I I do walleye. You know, I start my walleye guiding in March through April. Um, and then I kind of switch it up to bass for May and June. And then mid-June until the end of August is pretty much strictly salmon. I've got two boats over there, break time and the salmon depot. Um, salmon depot charters is my business for that. So we run two trips a day and bust our butt all summer. And uh, this year is pretty good. We caught a lot of fish. There's a lot of big fish in the lakes. The next next couple of years look pretty good Sweet. coming up. They're still they still stocking kings in there. No, they don't stock a lot in Wisconsin anymore. They've cut back on a lot of that. Okay, I thought I'd heard something about that where they weren't really stocking kings much anymore. Yeah. So, however, like the natural reproduction in Michigan, their rivers and streams are a lot more apt for uh, natural reproduction than ours are. Okay. So we catch a lot of fish from Michigan. Oh, right on. And they're all natural natural spawners. So that kind of helps us out throughout the year. Uh, that's kind of why it gets to like that middle to end of August and those big four-year-olds go back to spawn. Usually you have like seven to ten days and all the rest of the fish back to the other side of the lake as well so kind yeah. of papers off for us by that time the king spawn in the fall is that right yep okay. right on. that looks oh, like oh. i've seen some things where people are fishing the rivers that looks pretty fun yeah you get those big four-year-olds it's crazy how they can uh swim around that lake their entire life and four years later they go right back to where they're born ain't that something that is it's crazy how a fish can fish can do that you know yeah and it sounds from what i understand um i kind of went down a rabbit hole with stuff like this before and the way it sounds is that um like each tributary has its own like fingerprint if you will as far as like you know the different kind of terrain that it rolls over it, it picks up different characteristics different minerals and the, yep. the makeup of the water the chemistry of the water is very distinct fingerprint and that's kind of what those fish key in on and like i guess they just smell it or they have a, some sort of sensory that that picks up and leads them back to that particular area but yeah that's that kind of stuff trips me out um i kind of went down that rabbit hole we visited um idaho and then went into oregon clipped washington a little bit but what's so trippy out there is the like the snake river how far those fish run like when you have a salmon and like steelhead runs in Idaho, which is nowhere near the coast. Like that's blows my mind. Even in right. a straight line, that would be impressive. But you were talking about a river that winds and then goes up the mountain. Like what? What? Like this is just like that's insane. That's insanity. Like I don't yeah. think the the kings like in Michigan they don't really run that far, do they? Like there's uh, not. No, I mean they. Once they get in those rivers, they don't go far at all. Right. But they'll travel across the lake in a day. Well, that, yeah. I mean, they're, you know, very, what, what's the term, pelagic? I mean, they're, they're just constantly on the on the move out there. And what's the main forage out there for them? Do they have alewives out there, or is it 
smelt? Yeah, it's mainly alewives. Alewives, okay. That's something I'd like to do more. Just, I don't know. It seems like a long way over there. <laughs> a little bit of hike. Yeah, which is, again, going back to what I said, it's crazy that you're in this uh, Minnesota tournament, but I guess you only have to come over three times. Well, now four because you're in the championship. Yeah, when you start driving to Florida and Alabama and stuff for Bassmaster Opens, just a little six to eight hour jaunt over here isn't too bad. Oh, so you're rocking all those too. Yep. How many of those yeah. opens do you fish a year? Um, this year I did the Southern Division and the Centrals. Um, so that's six tournaments, three in each. Good Lord, you're doing that uh, while running uh, guide trips? Yeah, I like to stay busy, I guess. So. <laughs> I guess. That's a little more than liking to stay busy. <laughs> I'll remember what sleep is once November. <laughs> right. So you're you not a deer hunter? Uh, I like to deer hunt. Oh, okay. Honestly. Probably what I'll do when I get home. Right on. I guess that's, only a, couple, that's only a couple weeks, so. Yeah, it's not too far away. When does, when does the... Um, like the open start again then for you like when's that we, season um we go to lake norman like the third week of september so not too far away oh my god so it's that the new season starts in september uh we just finish up the season oh you're so finishing up the season. okay yeah there's one southern division yet and two of the centrals some stuff got moved around because of all the high water this spring down south. Okay. So that's so when you get you get your like downtime where you're gonna deer hunt, I guess that's kinda of what I was leading into. When does it pick up again? Um end of January. Start heading down south again. Okay. You do any ice fishing or you just take like a month off and just chill? Oh, I guide on the ice over oh, in Jesus. Oh, of well. course you do. <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> you go for the brown trout out there under the ice or are we talking walleyes? Pretty much just whitefish. Whitefish? Oh, I didn't yeah, see that coming. Pretty popular. Really? Everybody's catching those. Okay. That's uh, You don't hear too much about that. That must be a little bit of a little secret fishery out there, a little sleeper thing to do. Yeah, we've got a lot of them. Um, people like doing it, though. I mean, you catch them. Typically, like when I like to get them here in fifty to a hundred feet of water, so you got a long time to fight them, and you get to keep ten a day per person. So a good smoke, I, I know that. That's the big thing why people like coming to do it. They get to take a lot of meat home. Right, them. right. I've always wanted to get down there and do that. I guess I, I guess maybe Sturgeon Bay isn't as known for it as like Green Bay and that, but. Uh, the brown trout through the ice looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, that's one thing I have not had enough time to go and mess with. Man, pulling a 30-inch brown trout out of a hole in the ice would be... That'd be something, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be something else, man. I think I'd shit my pants. <laughs> well, that would be fun, for sure. Oh, hell yeah. What's your... Um, well, obviously you can't give away too much. You're plan of attack here for Malax. <laughs> um I might have like twenty five rods laying on the tail. Oh, no. So <laughs> start contrast to Pelican. I'm gonna start uh just covering water and I I don't know, my plan kinda I was here four years ago for NABC and did alright and we we kinda caught them all on big boulders, so Start doing that and let the fish tell me what they want to do. Sure. Do you have how much experience do you have out on the lax? Um, maybe ten days. Oh wow! My whole life. So that's a little bit crazy. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. I got my work cut out for me tomorrow. I bet. So, um, going back to the classic bass, it's like so. I've just been, you know, I just do kind of the club tournaments. Pretty, pretty low key, um, but looking at maybe spreading my wings a little bit more. Um, what? When do you sign up for that classic bass? 
Uh, the schedule usually comes out end of December, early January. Does it fill up pretty fast? Uh, this last season it did really fast. But uh, uh, it's very cool. It's a fun circuit to fish. They have a bunch like of new it. anglers this year, younger anglers, uh, which is very cool. And so some up and coming people, and uh, there's a lot of good sticks to fish and fish it. So it definitely Clearly. made me better than anglers. So right, yeah, uh, yeah that's the whole that's the whole thing in fishing. When you want to do it competitively, you're always trying to learn something. So right, right. And 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 how is it as far as like um, getting out there and like after the fact and talking to other anglers? Do, do they do they share much? Or are they people keeping playing stuff pretty close to the chest? Or they kind of tell you how they got them uh, after got the a, fact? I had a few buddies that you know will share a little bit of stuff, you know, as to what they're doing and what the fish are doing, and then most guys kind of keep to themselves yeah i mean i'm kind of looking at it more as far as like a learning thing you know to fish it to learn and it's like you know you learn what you learn by being on the water of course um but there's a lot to be said about learning from other anglers you know what worked for them and i guess i'm talking about more so after an event you know where it's like well i can tell you what i was doing now because it's not you know that that we're done with that lake so it doesn't really matter we'll move on to the next one Right. Do, do people kind of give a little bit more away after the fact? Um, when you're comparing think, notes? No, I think everybody still stays kind of tight-lipped on it. I suppose it might come into play on different... Now you never know when it's going to come back around, right? When right. Do, when, did they, when do they release the lake names for the next season? Uh, usually like that December time when that schedule will come Okay, out. so when they announce that it's time to register, you already know what lakes you're going to fish? Yep. Um, the one cool thing, like, most of the time we don't know where the championship is. So okay. They kind of keep that a secret, which is kind of different. It's kind of exciting. You don't know where you're going to go. <clears throat> I've actually been looking forward to coming to this lake just because... Okay. You know, small monster kind of my deal, but we'll see how I do with one day. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. I had a question. I just spaced it. Um, doing it now or doing it? Dang it? Oh, how many boats are in the championship? 25. It's 25. So it's, it's 50. Like, I guess how many boats are in the in the league? 50 is the cutoff. That is yeah. 50. Okay, so so yep. half the league gets to fish the championship pretty much. Yep. Okay. Well, it's still 25. That's that's still a pretty good number, especially if you got good sticks out there. Yeah, it's not like uh, you're fishing against 50 guys dragging their feet. They're pretty good. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Well, that's like we had the, the Minnesota Bass Nation here at TUC down on the river, pool four and five, and – you know, I'd qualify for that with my club, but but it's like you had to keep in mind my club's pretty small. You know, so it's like it's one thing to do well in a club ten, twelve boats. It's a whole other thing when you got you know eighty boats out there and <laughs> of the best sticks in the state. It's like oh boy, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I did okay, but I didn't make the state team at all, and I didn't have time to really to pre-fish much. Our club fished it, and I was able to. Win one down there in second place on the the second one, so it's kind of a built-in um, pre-fishing, which it definitely it definitely helped for sure. Otherwise, I would have just been lost. I'd never really been on that chunk of water before, like ever, so I didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But I had a had a pattern that got me five fish every every day at least. They weren't necessarily the right five, but. That was kind of my goal to get down there was get a limit each day and not break my boat. That's a good <laughs> right. Something could it could be a, a similar thing on on Malax. There's some especially with this low water. I think there's a few hazards out there that aren't marked very well. I'm yeah, I'm sure there will be. And that's a so if you're fishing bowlers 
out there, which I assume a lot of guys are, the electronics are going to come into play big time. Yes, as they do on, you know, most lakes. You go to a lake that you don't know at all, and you only got a few days to figure it out. Better not be talking about Malak. I rely on my graphs quite a bit. Better not be talking about Malak. Not. <laughs> talking about how great the Champions Tour is to come here. The tournament director just walked in. Oh, sure. I just, I just put that out there as a disclaimer as well. Now I've done my job for the night. Now I'm off duty. <laughs> No, not giving any. He's not asking for any tips. He's fine. He's not going to get any for me anyways. I don't have any. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he definitely doesn't want any tips for me. Uh, so, but I remember listening to, or I heard your, your interview, like I said, and uh, so your 360 came into play on Pelican even a little bit? It did, yeah. I could see all those rocks with it. Um, I knew right where to throw my bait. So there wasn't too much for weeds around where you were fishing then. There must not have been. Or how does that – I've never used 360, oh. so I don't know. Cause it, can it see through the weeds decent? Yeah, I mean, they were choked out right to the surface. You could see through them still. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. Did you have to – you got to mess with the settings at all, or is it just kind of plug and play able to do uh, that? Plug and play, mess with your contrast a little bit, and sensitivity and your range, and that's about it. Hmm. And so were you seeing fish on the rocks or you just knew the fish were relating to rocks and so you'd, you'd see a rock and pitch to it? I just knew they were relating to them, so I was okay. passing to the rock. God, that just, I mean, you got to still be smiling about that. That was a fun day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I yelled, it would I be. I that one a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that record's going to be safe for a while. I would think so. What was it before? No, never know where we might end up, though. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. What was the record before? Uh, 137 pounds. Oh, jeez. 131, all 131. Just he was exactly one pound zero ounces away from tying the record at halftime. <laughs> that's a good place to be. That's that'll instill a little confidence in you. I liked how you kept upping your goal, like, oh, let's go for 250. You almost made yep. it. You pretty much needed one more fish. You would have had it. Yeah, I was trying. Shouldn't have messed I around was, running those other rock reefs. On your way back, you said you checked out a couple other spots? On the first period, I did. Oh, on the first period, you did. Yeah. So you should have just camped out. You would have had it. Yeah. <laughs> Never know, though. Yeah, I know. It's like, how are you gonna? Oh, yeah. st- how are you gonna even play that game? How are you gonna be kicking yourself when you blew the record away, blew the field away? <laughs> I would say there's there's not much for regrets. Talk about no. not leaving anything in the lake. <laughs> I tried to catch all of them. Yeah, well, I th- I think you almost did. Pretty sure you almost did. What was your act- the reaction you got from the other uh, anglers at the end of the day? Uh, I pretty much got the WTF. <laughs> what happened out there? Uh, I mean, the uh, just going off of like my experience when you come in and you you've gotten trounced by someone and you went out there and you fished as hard as you could and you just couldn't put the puzzle together and then like like we talked earlier, somebody always figures it out and then you talk to that person and you're just like, what? It's such a kick in the gut. And, but that's like, that was like a curb stomp. Like, <laughs> to know, like, uh, I was able to catch 15 fish, and then how many did you catch? Oh, I don't know, just 97. No big deal. <laughs> Almost 100 fish. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's your day, it's your day. I guess. I guess. I remember hearing uh, Ike and Ellie talk about that. Um, it was a few years back, and that was actually when they were in Minnesota up in the Grand Rapids area. And I... My memory served. I think he won on Trout Lake. I, I could be wrong. I can't remember. But he was kind of going through that, or he hadn't won one, and or hadn't won one in a while, and and he finally finally wins that one. And he kind of said that same thing. He's like, you know, you just got to put yourself in a position to, you know, to, to when it's your day to to capitalize on it. And right. That's, 
pretty true words. I mean, it, it seems kind of cliche to say, but that's it. It's not always going to go your way. You know, sometimes you zig when you should have zagged. And, um, but, but when it's working right, I mean, you, you put that on display. When it's working right, it can really work right. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's what keeps us all coming back and going back out day in and day out. Right. And so Mille Lacs is, when, that event is what day? Um, it's Thursday, just a one-day deal. It's Thursday. Ooh, it's coming up, coming up quickly. So that's uh, everybody can go on and follow uh, Classic Bass on uh, the Facebook. They put on, they have a website too. I think that's where I was watching it. Yeah, you can go to the website classicbass.com or uh, but download you to... the Livewell app, the real Livewell app. Yep, go to uh, go download the real Livewell R E E L. So just like fish and reel. Gotcha. The real Livewell app. And then you can watch everything live there, and you can click on an angler's name. And uh, then you can see all of his fish catches and tap on them, and you can see pictures of every fish. Oh, sweet. And then, of course, on Facebook, we'll be doing updates all day as well. But the real Livewell app is the place to go. That's where to look. All right, well, I wish I'd known that. Yeah, R-E-E-L, Real Livewell. Real Livewell. I'll have to I'll have to download that so I can pay attention to what's going on there and and the old Melax, that will be that'll be a good one. Yeah, and like I said, you can click on an angler's name, and then you'll see every one of his fish catches. It'll tell you if they're largemouth or smallmouth, and then you can actually uh, click on them and see a picture of the fish. That was pretty cool the way you guys run that. I did like that when I was watching how you had it broke down between largemouth and smallmouth bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely break it down so you can see the species. Um. And then, of course, we got a lot of other events that use it as well, and we can even do inches formats for other events or this and that, or we can even do a 10-fish limit tournament, and there's the apple call for you and everything. But for the Champions Tour itself, it's every fish over a pound. Is that, spe- is that specific to um, Classic Pass, that app? Yes, that is our app. That's your app. Okay. app you bet. Very cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you- is that um, are there like smaller clubs attached to Classic Bass or no? Is it just we 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 allow about anybody that wants to try out our app and use it, we let them do it. Oh, okay. So you will actually actually the Student Angler Tournament Trail, um, they use our app for everything throughout the season, and there's a lot of other events here and there that'll use the app as well. Um, but we kind of offer it up for people to go out and try it and use it. And we've got a lot of different things built into it. We can basically about do any kind of event you want to do. I mean, if you just want to do measure on the stick, they can measure them and put the weight, put the measurement in and it'll convert it to a, to a weight, you know, kind of like doing an inches to weight on it, like a business card type deal. Sure. Um, but we can, we can do multi-species events. You can have a pike walleye in there. So there's, there's all kinds of things that we can do with it, but this app is specific for us at the champions tour. It's our app, but it's also, uh, we use it for a lot of, a lot of other people use it for a lot of other stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And all, all anybody has to do is, uh, reach out to us and, uh, we'll go from there. Huh? I know, I know our club has talked about it, that it might be fun to kind of do one of these you know, weigh everything events, you know, pick one, one, one of our events a year to just kind of have fun and, and do a, um, a weigh release. We weren't really quite sure how to do it. So that's just give us a call. Something we'll have to look and into. And we'll get you guys set up. That'd be pretty sweet. How does yeah, it, it's, how it's do the logistics, system. how does the logistics work as far as like, um, weighing the you have all your scales calibrated. I know there's a marshal on every boat. Um, I suppose on a smaller club like setting, there's really no way to do it. Otherwise, you, other than like you'd have to hand out the scales you're going to use that day. And then, well, it depends on how worried about it you are. Honor system, you know, yeah. Obviously, at the Champions Tour level, it's got to be spot on, right? You know, right. but if it's your if it's 15 guys and it's your club tournament. You know how 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 worried I mean scales these days are pretty accurate. Yeah, there might be an ounce difference between this his and the other guy's scale, 
Um, so it really depends on you guys as to how accurate you want to be. Sure. You know, and then the other thing too is, is you can use the app and you can just plug in, use it like a uh, bass track and plug in estimates of fish and everybody can watch it live throughout the day. And then you still have a real weigh in at the end for your official weight. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. So, I mean, it's, it's, man, boy, whatever you can imagine, we can, we can do. Sure. And I, yeah, I mean, and there are places that are doing that. They're still keeping the big five format, but they're still weighing them right away and releasing them. So they're, they're not yeah, bouncing, around the, bouncing around and bouncing around the live well. And we can do that with the real live well app too. We'll, we'll set it up however you want. If you want a five fish limit, if you want a 10 fish limit and it'll, the app will actually do the culling for you. That's even better yet because math isn't yep. my strong suit. <laughs> or, or is my memory. <laughs> For that matter. Uh, that was a lot of fun watching those guys. Um, I sure wish there was like a live stream as far, you know, kind of like how MLF does it because I was just that lake. I just uh, grew up fishing we, we in my whole life. We used to do live streaming. The last two, three years, we live streamed every one of our events. Um, but just it really restricted us on. I mean, you need a you need a Jerry McKenna's budget to really do it right. right. Yeah, and we got to do it off of cell signal, and it was just really difficult, even on bodies of water that had tremendous signal, especially last year with COVID. We would go to places where we have tremendous cell signal. But everybody and their brother was at their cabins working from home, oh, just and all of the broadband chewing up that bandwidth. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So there were just and it, it it was so difficult to really put something to the put something out there of a quality that's to our standards that it's like we need to just give it up for now until we can find maybe a better solution because what the end product that we had was too challenging and it just wasn't up to our standards if you know what i mean yeah no i can see that it's, it's people are going to be into it and then if it gets all pixely or freezes up that's just it's never yeah. good it's just, yeah you know, people yeah, are going to so start struggled, dropping off with that. um so uh you know but on, on the facebook page we take a lot of one to two minute videos with cell phones and instantly upload them to facebook so there's some you know 10, 15 minutes of late action going on out there. So, well, I'm definitely looking forward to the one on about you know the finished product on Pelican there because definitely have a my heart is tethered to that lake. I got a lot of history on that lake. I've been fishing it for well, pretty much the entire time I've been alive. So, it's sure. uh, it's going to be fun to see how people are fishing and where they're fishing. I was kind of playing that game on Facebook after the fact as everybody started, you know, kind of posting their recaps of the event and how they did and they're sharing pictures and I'm just looking at the backgrounds. Like I wasn't looking at the fish at all. I'm just looking at the background going, oh, I know where they're at. I know where that oh, is. Oh, and the lake's three feet down though. The backgrounds are different. A little bit, but, oh. you know, but when you, when like, I literally know that lake like the back of my hand. Like I can tell right away where somebody is. I remember, this is a kind of a funny story. I remember watching an in fisherman years and years and years ago. And Al was up there. He didn't say where he was. You know, they never say where they're at when they're fishing on yep. fishermen. And he was just saying, oh, northern Minnesota lake. Of course, he's catching largemouth and smallmouth, which kind of eliminates, you know, on a bigger lake, kind of eliminates. That kind of narrows it down right there. And he catches this big largemouth, and he's going on about it. Oh, this is probably the biggest fish in the lake. And it was huge. It was probably almost seven pounds. thing it was just a giant. And, uh the wind kind of drifted him off and as he's talking he blows across indian point and i can just see the lake behind him and i instantly knew because like i've seen that image i don't even hundreds of times in my life that as you come around indian point and the whole lake just opens up and it's like oh he's on pelican i was like no get off my lake <laughs> i was like i know right where he's at i've never caught a seven pounder off that spot though Kind of pisses That's me all the salt when the Bassmasters came to Mille Lacs. Well, Mille Lacs is kind of a tough one because you can be way offshore and how can you yeah, even see the shoreline? There was some pretty naughty stuff that got on TV that really didn't need to make it. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Skeet Reese is one of them. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was I was furious with him on that spot. I'm like, really? You got to show that spot on TV? <laughs> now everybody knows. Well, and actually the spot wasn't anything crazy. Um, but there is something a little secret that he was right on top of. And now that everybody saw it, they'll go figure it out. So. Sure, right. Well, that's that's something I never really used to do is, is like – I never cared about my background because I never cared about anybody else's background. I was never like trying to poach people's spots or, you know, doing anything like that. Um, but this, this particular event was just different because I it was like, it was, um, to be honest with you, it was eating me up inside. I just wanted to be in that event so bad. So I'm like, God, I really feel like I could have done good on that one. No, I'd probably gotten my ass handed to me in the other events, but that's, that's beside the point. <laughs> Could have done well on that one anyways. But it would have been, I was just like, God, just wish I was there. Should have signed up as a marshal. That's what I should have done. That would have been fun. There you go. There you go. That would have been really interesting to see, like, what other people did and how other people attacked that lake. So here's what's really interesting about this tour is I talked to lots and lots and lots of people that, you know, say the same thing like you do. I still haven't fished one myself. I don't even have a clue what I would do. But a lot of guys are like, oh, I, you know, I think I know how to do this, this, and that. And they get out there in their first event. Every single one of them comes back to the dock and they go, okay, that was nothing like I ever imagined it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah. see that. I can see that for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They just basically get just get it taken to them and uh but then when they come back for their second one you can see okay i got it it was nothing like i thought it was and you know then they start to figure it out a little bit i still have never fished one i mean it's it's a lot of pressure i mean the the format is a lot of pressure you know it's one thing if all you need is five bites as long as they're the right bites you know when you're doing a, a big five tournament you know correct you're not catching a fish every hour that's okay uh, that's fine. We're just going to keep grinding. I just need five bites. That's all I need today. But when it's every bite counts and mm-hmm. you're not getting bit, oof, that's a weight on your shoulders, man. Like that's <laughs> Especially if you look down at your app and you see Adam's over there just whacking away, that would that'd be demoralizing. For sure. I can only. Hey, bud, I'm gonna hit cut you shorter, but I'm gonna try to get my rods put away and stuff before she gets dark and uh, get ready to go in the morning. Sounds good, dude. I appreciate your time. This was this was great. Good luck to you, Autumn Alax, and uh, we will be watching. Sounds good. Thank you. You bet, man. Bye. Bye.